Stand for William Wesley, you can never test me. Cause when I'm done, they gon' ripple me like Elvis Presley. Watch him out, don't ever step out of line. Shaq O'Neal broke greatest of all time. This is a game to me. This is not a sport. My name ain't Shaq, I'm the black Michael Rappaport. And big baller brand t-shirts look uncomfortable as Gentlemen's Breakfast, episode 33. Not sure what happened at the end there on that song, but I'm feeling Shaq's thoughts on Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Do you understand that diss track at all? Does that make any sense to you? <clears throat> well, it's for the high school father uh, who has the kids that he's already made shoes for, right? Yeah. Big baller brand, LeVar Ball. Shaq's dissing him. Um, yeah. I, uh, not going to lie. But a win, a win for the white really guys. F- win for the white guys when... Shaq says, I'm the black Michael Rappaport. Do you know who Michael Rappaport is? Are you, well, yes, I, I know who Michael Rappaport is. Um, I don't know if you're pulling like a Chappelle show racial draft here or something, but... No. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so very, I, I would hope not. I, I don't know that you could pull that off as, so, as an Irish male. Yeah, it'd be tough. <clears throat> uh, so we have a few new segments, but I still have a few riffs. Uh, we, play, we spend a lot of time on the golf course. Yeah, an uncomfortable amount of time sometimes, given how terrible I am. The last time we were on the court, I believe I thanked you for your patience several times. Yeah, well, that's kind of, you do that a lot. Yeah. We're not going to, you know, beat a dead horse here. Sure. But there is different states of golfers. Mm-hmm. So, you have the fun guy who's always hammered, but who can play, like, significantly better after a few drinks. I see where you're getting at, yeah. I've experienced that. Like the guy, he's got all, he's always got a bottle in his back, yeah. right? Yeah, he uh, he ramps toward the middle of the game there. Yeah, you have um, what I ran into this week. You have the one guy that's playing by himself with the kids. He's just happy to be out there. Happy to be out there. Yeah. He's like he said to me, ah, I got a five and an eight year old. <clears throat> you know, it's very rare to get out there, and he he's shanking shots and stuffing them. Couldn't smack the smile off his face. So you know, when I was in, when I was a child, I remember experiencing two things. One was in a car with my dad, and you know we were out at one of the Muni golf courses in Dallas, and he goes careening around the corner. I shoot out the side of the cart, you know, <laughs> 45 pounds of bones come out of the side of the cart as he's making a left and go rolling down this hill. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little kid, so I... You know, bounce and get up, and it's fine. Yeah, we're back in the cart, and my dad's just like, "Let's, let's not tell your mother about this ever." And another time was the last time that my dad played golf for probably a period of a decade, which is part of why I never learned to play. It's because this event happened when I was like five, and I saw him throw a seven iron down the course, you know, on like a like a par four where he he duffed his second shot. Yeah. That happens. He didn't return to the course for many, several years, yeah. It happens. Uh, then you have the awkward guy asking about life. You ever ran into that? What, getting real spiritual in the cart? Just asking you about your life, what you do. Like, random stranger, right? Like It's different if you know the person, but if you're just the awkward, like... Uh, there's always there's the networking guy. Yeah. They're always like, well, what do you do? How can this make be a benefit to me let's exchange numbers too quick to exchange numbers guy but I mean, my f- ew, sorry go ahead my favorite and most common guy is the too serious 
for golf says he's an 11, actually about a 17 handicap. So for people that don't know golf, you're essentially line say you score better. Sure, yeah. So I ran into one of Taking these guys. Six strokes. Uh, actually, you know, fairly good friend, acquaintance. These people I would rate high on the potential murderer list because they seem like they're having a good time this on the outside. This is a large majority of golfers. And then you'll see them just smack the club into the ground. So I'm playing with this guy. He hits it into the middle of the fairway. Okay. It's wet, but we're also playing for money. So yeah. okay. I, when we're playing for money, I play by the rules. His ball plugs somewhere in the middle of the fairway. You can't find it. Okay. He's like, yeah, can we just chalk that up to, you know, unlucky and just give me a free drop? <laughs> a completely free drop? A completely free drop. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. It's bad luck. But similar to life, golf's not fair. It probably bounced off somewhere. I doubt that you just drove right by it in the middle of the fairway. But, <laughs> yeah. Same guy that says he's an 11. So... I get frustrated enough with people that I know on the golf course. I fucking hate being with randos. And this whole, like, not playing ready golf and fucking everybody marks their ball on the green and all this bullshit, I can't, I can't fucking stand it. it. It takes forever. It slows the game down a ton. Yeah. That's the majority of... Like, you play at nicer courses, that's expected. That's insane. Uh... New segment here. Fire away. Called Explaining Politics to Seamus. Well, I mean, I feel like there's an interlude that we could have here on, uh, you know, I'm still a man of leisure. Uh, obviously, no one's uh, confused about that. I have noticed, with my day being so empty, two things. One is, the podcast is the closest thing that I have to work. <laughs> so... A lot of times when you bring it up and or I think about it or I'm taking notes, at this point I'm like, oh, yeah, got to do podcast stuff. <laughs> That's good. I two, like that. Two is, um, you know, when you're unemployed, a lot of hours to fill in the day. And I found myself, you know, <laughs> you ever been in a situation where you're just burrowing into your contact list? Like trying to figure <laughs> trying out. to find somebody that might be off. I'm trying to figure out like fringe elements of your friends group right and you're like who <laughs> who, who can i text i haven't texted in a while let's see let's let's really put the tentacles out you did that this week let's see what's going on uh here and there uh, i mean i don't want to imply to anyone that would listen to the podcast that they're in the <laughs> fringe elements of our friend group but there have been a couple yeah, just fringe players there have been a couple of texts out of the ordinary Sure. Yeah. Well, I remember I used to list my friends in college jokingly, you know, A friend, B friend, C friend. Yeah. And then one of my friends is like, you're such a, you know what that does to people's heads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sounds great. Okay. Let's let's get on with your politics segment. Uh, so this guy, Sarmucci, Mooch, what does he do? What's the... What's his job? Ooh, see, here's the here's the issue here, Seamus. Okay, I'm not at work anymore. So when I'm not at work, I don't need to find other things to do to entertain myself. I was thinking about this the other day, for instance. I don't really listen to podcasts much anymore because podcasts are something that you listen to while you're doing something else. Yeah. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of opportunities where I'm just trying to pass time, right? Um, and looking at the news is also something that I do uh, when I pass time. So that's a long way of saying I do follow the news, but I don't know who 
Stanley Tucci or whoever it is that you were talking about is. So he's, from my understanding, he's like White House communications director is the title he got. Oh, he's the new one. Okay. But yeah. So Spicer's out, did, yeah. but he didn't actually take Spicer Spicer's left, job. But, you know, this, yeah, this was separate. He was hired before Spicer left. Right. So what is his job? <sighs> Probably tweeting the deets. Uh, I mean, I've got to imagine. He made some waves this week. In Trump's mind, he thinks he needs to have like a whole social media department, right? Because wasn't he a former Fox News guy? I don't know at all. Don't know anything about this guy. What I do know is that Trump talks about his television ratings as a president as if that were the same, equivalent to number of votes that you're getting in the House for a bill that you're supporting. Which, by the way, has failed multiple times. Uh, another guy I need you to comment on. Sessions. Sure. He's the Jeff attorney. Sessions, he's the attorney general, yeah. Okay. Trump hasn't fired him. No, but Trump said in an interview that he regretted having hired him. Right, so why does he still keep him in the position? Because, oh, why does Trump keep him in the position? Yeah. Well, Trump's a psychopath, so you can't, like, listen to what he says and try to correlate that directly to actions. That's not It's enough to drive anybody insane. He'd probably have trouble filling it with someone reputable. He's already had a ton of turnover in his cabinet. And Sessions sticks around because probably the... Uh, Pride element? The gravity of the office, right? Like, he's the Attorney General of the United States. That's not a position that you quit because your boss tweeted something, you know, bad about But what is his... It, right? what, like, if you give me a, a two-sentence explanation of what the Attorney General does. Uh, if there's a legal matter that the executive branch becomes involved in either as a result of them being litigated or them trying to figure out what's legal for them to do within the framework of the constitution uh or you know some kind of other policy point about you know whether or not a bill's legal or something like that that's what the attorney general would get involved with in so is torture legal for instance um that would be one of the the attorney general for George W. Bush spent a lot of time, this guy, uh, I think his name's Yu, um, spent a lot of time trying to prove that torture is legal under the Constitution. That's what the Attorney General would do. Got it. it I mean, it, it was interesting. It made me think of this talk in politics with my brother who lives in D.C. Yeah. Uh, and right as the longest running circus in the United States is ending, the Trump oh, triage, that's right. the Trump the, triage uh, circus begins. Sure. Barnum and Bailey's, yeah, they're going out of going out of business, aren't they? It's almost like he's either he's a the puppet master or he's just bringing everybody in his tent, flipping them out, at different acts, different shows. It's a, it's a, I think it's kind of interesting. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing that we have four more years of this. Oh, one of the things that I forgot. Did you hear about the um, Boy Scout conference that he gave a talk at? Trump did? Yeah. No. So he gives a talk at this National Boy Scout Conference, okay? So the entire audience is, you know, 7 to 14-year-old boys and their parents. And he's talking about coming up in the world as a young real estate mogul, being at parties in Manhattan, and he's like, you know, our classic industry titan, James Levitt, see him at a party, right? He's like, Donald, I know who you are. I go up to him, and he's telling these extended, just crazy stories uh, to a room of 14-year-old boys Mm. who don't know who James Levitt is, don't know 
anything about the real estate industry or care. <laughs> they're trying to talk about things involving their character is what they should be talking about. Uh, and that's all that the president has to fire off. He also went on yet another rant about his electoral college victory and how red the map was that night and all that kind of stuff. It's for the voice kids. It's it's real. You guys have to look it up. It's it's so entertaining to listen to it and then just imagine the audience is fourteen year old voice kids. Um. So we didn't make good on your bet this week. No. Well, I didn't make good on my own bet, but so I I agreed. So Jake's previous bet was to go to a bar, engage with some females by himself. Yeah, he didn't wasn't wasn't quite ready to do that. So I volunteered my services to wingman for him. To me, because I'm really excited, because you know I'm locked yeah. up, right? Yeah. So I tell you to meet me at a bar, and I kind of blame myself. This. I give you a couple bars together, right? You choose the one where there's a huge outdoor seating area. It's probably a balmy 68 degrees. I knew this was going to come back to me. And I obviously go in there, and you chose the portion where it's. I mean, it's. Really? I was indoors and it was dark. Yeah, sure. But it, you were probably in the darkest corner of the bar. I mean, but when you came in, I assumed I was like, maybe we'll go outside. But you hunkered down, and you were. What? Well, let's be honest. In my mind, I'm trying to make so. you comfortable. Okay. I want to get you comfortable enough where you start start rhino charging at girls. That's what was going on. I see. That's what I was trying so to do. So you wanted to keep me in the cavern. Yeah, and then I made the mistake of inviting too many friends. To meet up with us, yeah. And then you were just excited to see them. Sure. My favorite is my friend that came, and he goes, "Keep it internal." What do you guys think about outside? Anywhere, just you know, for light. There's a lot of light outside. That was his first reaction. I mean, we so women are similar. Talked about going outside in that process too. They they like the sun. Like you ever walked with a girl, and she's like, "Let's walk on the other side of the sidewalk because it's sunny over there." Yes, I've dealt with that. It's funny that you bring that up. I, that's happened to me on multiple occasions. Yeah, it's not something that you ever think about. You know, here's a little sick thing that I enjoy when I'm riding with women. Okay. Oh. <laughs> in in cars, they always want to park closest to the establishment we're going to. So, like, if we're going to the grocery store or we're going to Target or whatever, right? Okay. They get very upset yeah. if you park further away. Just I'm whipping it into the first spot that I see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need it. Cars parked. Done. Grand scheme of things, maybe 50, 70 yards. Sure. But this is a reoccurring theme with women. So if I have somebody new that I've never been in the car with, I like to park it a little further away and see how they react. But a dude's not going to think twice about that. You're saying that's a screening process that you have for women? Yeah. I don't know how often you're driving a car and parking it with a woman in there. But That's true. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've never owned a vehicle. Yeah, sure you have. You had that, uh, we were talking about the other day. Yeah, that stick shift I technically car owned it, but I, I owned a vehicle I couldn't drive. Yeah, I, I attempted to teach you how to drive stick. You were getting there. You would have picked it up. Are we going to talk about sports or something and then wrap <laughs> this thing up? I got one more little, little gem for you. Oh, yeah. Quick hitter. So, I, you know, I'm known for misusing words completely... Incorrect. Some would use harsh words like you're illiterate, but yeah. yeah. So I'm talking to my, my manager. Yeah. And I said, I have a few things I want to change in the in, in Salesforce. So, yeah. so change is what the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> simple, pretty simple word. I use innu- <laughs> innuendo. There's a couple of things I want to innuendo. And he goes, 
do you know what that word means? <laughs> He's like, hint, infer. And I, I like pause there. I'm like, <laughs> tough look. But you got you, you understood what I was going for there. Yeah, yeah. You you could fill in the blank. It's like an ad, an ad words or an ad lib. Yeah, there there was a guy at the Breakfast Food Empire I used to work with, and I used to fucking read that dude's emails and would literally just have to respond to him. Uh, you need to rewrite this. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know the nice way to say that, but um, can be tough. Uh, he's well. Credit to my manager here. He's managed me quite a few years. So when there's an important email, I need to fire out. He makes sure he gives a proofread. Proofreads it. Yeah, <laughs> proofreads it. Okay. Uh, maybe this is a me thing. So I I enjoy my walk to work. I see a lot of interesting characters. Sure. When you walk past somebody, a stranger, do you give them the nod or do you do you look at them in the eyes at all? Depends on who they are. Uh, homeless people, absolutely not. Okay, I'm getting right by. Uh, someone else, if I have cause to make eye contact with them, like let's say we have to go around each other on the sidewalk or mm-hmm. I accidentally bump into them or something like that, I'll give them a knowing nod. But I'm not just giving a random passerby a knowing nod. Well, so I make the same route every day. So I see the same Oh, five you're about nodding eight. in people that you recognize. I, I see the same walk. five to eight people all the time outside of the homeless people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I think that's weird. But I've noticed they all do the head tuck. Or maybe because I, I mean I people I, will intentionally look away from me. Yeah, I, I fuck the shit out of everybody, except homeless people. This is something that I experienced in New York when I was having to ride the subway out there. Is you know the the test on the subway is basically how long can you spend trying not to look anyone directly in the eye? Uh, you know when you're trapped on the subway for forty five minutes because if you're staring at someone you almost feel but cre- pe- creepy, right? But people in New York will burn their eyes right through you. Some of them will. The, the weird people will, yeah. But all the normal people are just all trying to avert their eyes. And that that's when I'm like spending 30 minutes really studying like a, a subway ad. And that, that was, I think I told you the, the other day when I realized haagen has a Z in it, right? Like I had no idea that that word had a Z in it. But I'm staring at a subway ad for ice cream for 25 minutes. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a Z at the end oh, of Oh, really? Word. Like when you're on the train, you awkwardly don't like you're just facing a woman or you're facing whomever and your only view is either to stare right at their head or just study the fuck out of that app, right? Like yeah. that's, those are your only choices. That's all you got. But I feel that the guy, the guy in the nicely dressed suit that walks past me every single day, I want a head nod out of him. Is that too much? Yeah, I think getting a knowing nod out of there. Should uh, I give him a good morning be, next time? Might be a little bit too much. When I was in Europe... Uh, I did think it was interesting. People greet each other, like on the sidewalk. Yeah. Walking down the sidewalk, people will say, good evening. Uh, which is weird. Like, we don't do that here. Uh, what else we got? Let's, well, let's move on. Well, there's something that's interesting. I've discussed with my roommate in the black community. <laughs> don't. Calm Jesus down. fucking Christ. Do we need to do this? He says they. Are we qualified to talk about this? Yeah, why not? He says hello to everyone. It's kind of a respect thing. He says, Are you saying every human being that he encounters? No, but specifically a black person to another black person, they say hello to each other. Or they acknowledge each other. A nod. I don't... This is going down a road. I can't make heads or tails of that. I, 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 got, I, I don't well, know what to tell you. Think about it in reference. Every time I walk past uh, 
you know, a black male, I always give them the nod. And I would say seven times out of ten, I get it. Because they're they want to see what you're doing. I'm not touching this with a ten foot ball, Seamus. Okay. I'm not qualified to comment on it. Sometimes you got to step outside. Outside of the comfort zone. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll, right. I'll try that every now and Maybe again. Maybe next time bring some energy. Okay, to the report card. Oh, we're jumping straight to the report card. Unless you have anything else. You've provided a lot of content today. I'm, I'm useless today. I'm going to be honest with you, Seamus. I was on one last night a bit, and uh, it's really carried over to the show. So I uh, I apologize for that. Do you have a scale? Because I'm. Do you not have any gonna... false promises you want to make to the listeners? No, this week? I'll, I'll save those for next week. Uh, scale. Uh, office supplies. <laughs> okay. I like that scale. So you're not like a I need you all the time, but if I need to get something done and very effective, and know its purpose, your scissors. Okay. So like there's so like at my desk there's no scissors right I have every little other gadget I gotta walk and go get the scissors and it's always to accomplish something yeah okay so that's it's usually why I mean that's our friendship is I, I call you because I want to get something done yeah I mean I don't know exactly how to think of that but what's in my mind how I'm gonna rate you I'm gonna rate you a staple remover okay staple remover first time you ever use it you know you're encountering this bent metal is in this paper and i'd like it to not be there anymore and someone comes to you and they're like oh here's a, here's this thing called staple remover pop the staple out oh this is great right solved exactly what i needed staple remover is a tool though that it can only do one thing right it's only going to solve one kind of problem for you yeah and at times it can be unreliable and that's how I'm gonna rate you. You're a tool has a specific purpose. Doesn't always work, but when what it do you, does work, when you like, ha, how many times have you used a staple remover and it hasn't removed the staple? Sometimes it makes a tear. It's not clean coming in, coming out. Well, that that sounds like more the the archer, not Look, the arrow. There, it's, no. You're not allowed to rate my rating. Okay. <laughs> you gotta take what you get out of this, and we move on from there. But uh, well, as always, uh, please. Fire suggestions, comments to the email, which is <laughs> the gentleman's breakfast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Uh, also, the gentleman's breakfast, and uh, on our website, www.thegentlemansbreakfast.com. I did a couple of Google searches the other day. We're not we're not popping up there. We're like next. the sixth or seventh result now, <laughs> um, but you have to put it in gentleman's breakfast podcast. There's some kind of like eyewear shop a couple in, in, in YouTube LA videos that comes up first um, but uh, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there we'll get our, our SEO guy start working on that a little bit more but uh, you know until next time thanks guys